guys welcome back to needles hooks and dirty looks podcast i'm Brittany. i'm sarah and this is episode 13 yarn magic and magic knots and it's funny too because it's 13 Ooh. one might be suspicious of the Ooh. number 13 do you like my ghost sounds yes i do okay i was hoping they were giving that eerie effect <laughs> <laughs> i do So, um, I don't know. Let's catch everybody up, I guess, on what we're working on. What are you working on? Um, I'm working on another dragon shawl. um, A filet shawl. And I gotta be honest with you, I really haven't worked on it uh, last night. And I might not tonight either because I took a really long walk tonight. And then I'm about to eat a lot of Chinese food. (laughs) And I just feel like after that, I'm gonna be like, and I'm ready for bed. Oh, I'm really jealous of all that Chinese food, though, if I got to be honest. Um, We had some black beans and rice for dinner, which was also delicious, but not quite as delicious as Chinese food. I also love black beans and rice, too. Mm. Yeah, it was tasty. I'm not going to lie. It was super tasty, but um, I don't know. Here in Ohio, where we're at, everyone, we reached, like, what, 83 degrees today? It was something like that. It was beautiful. Amazing. And it was just, like, the right amount of warmth and sunshine, but no yep. humidity to where it was really, really nice. And a nice we went breeze. Out and I downloaded this app. Um, I can't think of the name of it now, but you can take a picture of a plant. And then it's like, oh. do, do, do. Hey, that is a honeysuckle plant. Or that is a oh. burning bush. Or that, like, it. It identifies them. So nice. Remy and I spent the evening taking pictures of every living being in our yard and in our bushes and just scoping the scene out as to what we have growing around these here parts. So that's awesome. And good to know if something looks a little suspicious and you're not sure if it's poisonous or something, you know. Well, okay. So I'll tell you that's what I was checking because if you recall a couple years ago, I caught an extra incredible case of poison sumac. I do recall. From trimming our hedges. <laughs> and uh, for our listeners, I'll describe it as best as I can. It was horrible. If you've ever seen the movie Mask with Cher, I feel like that's pretty much what I was looking like. I had like a an eye that was swollen oh. shut. And I mean, my whole face, like it was terrible. I had that stuff everywhere because I was working on like our first yard cleanup of the season. And... I've never gotten that stuff before, so I thought I was fine. Like, Jeff is very allergic, so I was like, no problem. I'll get the bushes, and oh my gosh, like, four doctor's visits and shots and all kinds of craziness later. I haven't touched those things since. We literally have to pay someone to cut them now, but as luck would have it, I went out there with this app, like, I'm going to find out if this is poison ivy or poison zumac, and per the app, there is nothing poisonous whatsoever growing anywhere near our bushes, so... (laughs) I'm just not sure if I trust it because I don't want to touch the bushes and die again. Like, I don't know. You're like my (sighs) sister. She's allergic to everything. I got in so much trouble when I was little one time because she's allergic to about every plant on creation. And there was some milkweed in the field by our house when we were growing up. And I just got really mad at her one day for something. And I got this milkweed and I just rubbed it all over her (laughs) just real fast. (laughs) Oh, and milkweed's terrible. It blisters up, doesn't it? Almost like a burn. Yeah, yeah. And she, she was in bad shape. And my mom was like, why did you do that to her? But I was just, I don't know. I was maybe like seven or eight and just being just ultra spiteful that day. And yeah, not I mean, good. my sister also was very allergic to poison ivy. And when she was younger, she used to get it like 
if the neighbor was burning brush like down the road Mm-hmm. literally like that oil I don't know something would carry in the wind she'd have it like in her eyes and in her throat and all kinds yeah. of craziness but but I don't know I'm gonna there's a second app that does the same similar function and I think I'm gonna have to download it now and give it a go and compare because I just don't want to touch these bushes just in case like I'm so afraid but it would be magical if somehow all that stuff is dead because then I wouldn't have to pay someone to do these bushes anymore right or maybe it hasn't bloomed yet. I don't know. Are there any botanists listening? <laughs> yes, please. Now? Please chime in and let, let us, us know, know what we're working with. Right. I know it's not poison oak because that is not in our neck of the woods. Only poison sumac and mm. poison ivy are. Okay. But I started, um, well, I don't know, last weekend maybe. I looked up a new stitch to try to learn because I've been trying the seed stitch and quite frankly, I suck at the seed stitch. It's not good. It looks like a bunch of knotted up yarn. Like it's not desirable. Something I'm doing wrong. Clearly. I watched some more videos on the waffle stitch Mm -hmm. and um, I realized I was not moving my yarn back to the front when I was purling. So I would like knitting, you know, I showed you the Mm -hmm. other day you do in the behind. Well, when you're purling, before you insert the needle into the front of the stitch to purl, you've got to move your working yarn back in the front. Okay. Been doing it wrong this whole time. So shout out to some YouTube videos that helped me correct that issue. But I got this waffle stitch down, although I'm kind of mad at myself. So it works up really quickly. I'm more than halfway through a scarf and I am using this. Well, it's actually yarn from you, but it's that charisma yarn. And yeah. It's in, like a blackberry colorway, which... I'll try to post a picture of it, but it's like a teal and purple and a navy blue. And I stinking love it. It's really, really good colors. But uh, I'm a little mad at myself because I somehow got off of my stitch count. And I'm still carrying Mm -hmm. the same pattern. And I highly doubt anyone else would notice it but me. But I'm about three stitches short. But now that I've I've probably done ten rows that way. So I'm just going to continue it that way. So unless, again, unless anybody's really measuring this thing. And once I, if I block it, it probably wouldn't even be noticeable. But um, it got me to talking to our friend Paul, host of What's in Paul's Head Now Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, But we were talking about yarn. And actually, he said that yarn is kind of like Harry Potter and it's yarn magic. (laughs) Um, I sent him this picture. This yarn is magical. It is self-striping, which, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to sound kind of like an idiot for a second, but it blows my mind a little bit because I did not use the pattern that came on the inside of the, you know, the packaging on the skein of yarn. There's always a pattern on the inside, but I didn't. Right. I just freehanded this waffle stitch to try to get it. You've got a cast on in, it has to be divisible by three and plus one. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to wing it here. So I cast on my stitches. I get going. It literally looks like I'm using several different colored skeins of yarn, and it's perfectly striping itself out. Like one stripe, one stripe, stripe of three, one stripe, one stripe, stripe of three. And it's pretty magical looking. And Paul did not believe that I was only using one single skein of yarn. I love self-striping yarn. Love it. Because I don't like to change colors mid project I mean I will I just prefer not to if it will change itself I prefer to be lazy and just let it do that (laughs) well and for someone like me like I've only done color changing once and to be honest that's the scarf that ever never ends that I still haven't finished so Mm. um 
it makes me look fancy when I'm not really that fancy. Like, I don't know. Like I said, he thought I was just whipping up all these different colors in and out. And heck no, I'm just working off of this one skein. So I don't know. I love it. And like the, is it the ombre yarn that you used for that mint blanket? Yes. I love it too, because it seems to just like the way it fades into one color from the next really looks nice. I really like it. I love that yarn in every color. Every color they offer. <laughs> I want it. Give me all the colors. All I may or may not have like eight different ones in my shopping basket on my Joanne's app that Dude, I need to. The buy. Joanne's app is off the hook. I've got to disable my notifications because I can be like on track and then I'm like, what's this? Joanne's has a coupon or a sale? Well, let me check that out. And it's just not good. Like, I've, I've got to disable those notifications or something because. And I feel like, I mean, I'm sure Joanne's app is not super sophisticated with artificial intelligence, but I feel like she knows when I'm like down and out and then it's like, oh, could I cheer you up with new yarn? (laughs) I bet I could. Right. What's that? Brittany's having a rough day. Send her a notification. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's how it works. I'm going to knit and crochet my feelings. Yes. Although It's real life though. (laughs) Dirty look of the week. I believe that the dirty look of the week this week goes to (sighs) excessive joins and a skein of yarn oh like Like, okay so where i feel knotted in the middle of the skein okay yeah so uh, yeah i want to make a blankie yarn Mm -hmm. one of the skeins had more than the other but i'm talking like at least four in the skein and to me that is excessive yes and I believe the industry standard, and I don't know why I know this, but the industry standard, I do believe, is only 2% of the yarn batch should have a join in the middle or, like, imperfections. So you're just saying I've got super crappy luck then? <laughs> or somebody's <laughs> lying about the statistics. Okay, well, Someone's not doing to... a good job in quality control. Listen, I'm going to work on scoping out some yarn companies of possibly major names that we have may or may not be tried to already get Vanna White on here, but I'm going to go after the companies instead. And I'm going to find out a real number on that. Let's do that. Okay. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to get some general consensus feedback. And what is the standard on joins in a skein of yarn? And I know it depends too. Like if it's a super saver. Okay. All right. But I just, like, if it's just a regular skin of yarn, like, I get so angry when I'm like, and is that another knot? Yes. And I don't like the way that they join the yarn, of course, in the factory. And, of course, they're just trying to get it spun and get it off the line, you know what I mean? Get it packaged and all that. Let's talk about that. Because when I very first started knitting, I about had a coronary over a join. I did not realize that that was a thing. I didn't think they were permitted by law. (laughs) To force you into dealing with this. So the first time around, and maybe on your pink scarf that I made, uh, there might have just been a join that I just knitted right along. So if you ever watch that thing, it could potentially just disintegrate. I'm not sure. But oh, no. you taught me a trick. You had me watch this video about the magic knot. So mm-hmm. explain a little to our listeners how magical it is. Because so, also mind-blowing. Yeah. So you'll... Um, Gosh, and it's, it's going to be hard to <laughs> just to describe it in words. But so say you take two ends of knots 
or well of the yarn and I'm I'm a stingy person when it comes to joins and yarn I don't like it I think it looks ugly and I I get what they're doing they're just trying to get it wrapped up and packaged and out of their way so it is what it is but I always take first of all if it is a variegated yarn it never seems to fail that they tie on a completely different color than the yes (laughs) for sure did you just have navy blue now you've got white figure it out right so I cut out the knot um, all the way up to the previous color and then I go find whatever the next color would be in that row or you know color scheme and then take the two strands kind of put one over top of the other almost where it looks like kind of like an equal sign and then you're going to tie little knots to both ends attaching to the other one then you pull it tight and slide it down. And the thing is, the tighter you pull it, the tighter it is going to close in on itself. So you're not going to pull it apart. And then you can cut the tails off as close to the knot as possible. And then just give it one more quick tug to make sure that it's secure. And then a lot of times what I do too is I take um, some fabric glue and just kind of put just a little dab around that not just to give it that extra oh that's security. a good idea I need to get some more fabric glue though because the one that I had was dried out on the nozzle and I couldn't get it um out mm. and I tried you know breaking through it with a pen and a knife and all that trying to, to get that little um hardened blockage there out of the way And I couldn't, and I ended up squeezing it so hard because those tubes are only like foil, you know, they're not very sturdy. Right. Like glue was just coming out of all ends. Oh, no. It was supposed to be. So that had to go in the trash. But um, yeah, I do need to get some more fabric glue. But that is when I do join knots or have to correct the knot. I do the magic knot. And there's several videos on YouTube. Yes. I looked up. A video after you told me and it I mean it walked you right through just like you described mm-hmm. you know kind of loosely tying the knots around the other end and how to pull it tight and I was just amazed at how I mean it really is like a seamless you would just never know so you would easy. never know it's not hard and I wouldn't even say necessarily even for you know crochet or knitting projects like anytime you're trying to tie a knot to anything that you don't want to be visible that would be the way to go and of course a thinner the string or yarn the less visible it's going to be like you wouldn't probably want to do that with a rope and get away with it but yeah I mean it's it's very simple I feel like if you were to do that with a rope you should also be singing a sea shanty since we've been (laughs) on that subject also I'm not sure why sea shanties are making such the comeback like did I I miss the memo I don't know um I don't know YouTube is full of them, and there's so many parodies for them now, too. I just know every that TV my seven-year-old, yeah, she takes it super serious and, like, knows all the words and, like, pounds her fist on the table, and there <laughs> once wasn't, like, she gets really, really into it, and yeah. she's seven, so, I mean, 
it could be a lot worse, I guess, but sea shanties. I know. I sent one to my sister one time. She's like, yeah, I watch those all the time on TikTok. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe because we don't have TikTok. That's that's just what we're missing here. Something. Yeah. Clearly there is a disconnect. Um, I don't know. So let's talk about, I know we have listeners in eight countries. So first of all, shout out to our newest listener in Macedonia because amazing we love having new listeners from new countries i know and it's so crazy that they're finding us so easily too yes you know? and maybe we're just a little like that's crazy because we both are from small towns you both live in small towns you know that to think of anybody outside of our little community actually caring about what, <laughs> what we think or say yes But it gets me on, okay, so even for our U.S. listeners also, I wonder if anybody has followed the Pike County Massacre or people call it, what, the Roden case or the Wagner case. Something like that, yeah. Um, I don't know. If if you haven't heard of this case, I, I don't know, encourage all of you, if you're into, like, true crime type stuff. Look it up. Pike County Massacre. I'm sure you'll find a gajillion emails because that's a super technical term. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Google articles about it. But yeah. it, it's it been five years ago. And this is local to Sarah and I because we are in Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're familiar with this area because we like to go to Lucasville trade days and set up uh, as vendors there. And this is, I mean, a stone's throw away from there in the same right. county where this happened. Uh, but essentially, long story short, for anybody that hasn't looked it up, um, there was a killing of like eight family members and it just stunned this small, tiny little community, um, in Southern Ohio. And it's, it's been ongoing. They didn't have any suspects. And I mean, a year later they had some suspects. It's it's been drug on now five years. So just so many theories surrounding it too, that, now looking back on it, it's like, okay, well, that was probably off the wall. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, everyone was all about, it's the Mexican cartel. And I'm right. sorry, I just don't picture the Mexican cartel no. in Podunk, Pike County, Ohio. No. Um, you guys can look this up on the map. You'll see how small population we're talking here. Um, yeah. But this past week, breaking news, uh, the sun admitted guilt this entire time they've all pled not guilty it's been a whole shebang on every news station statewide um but he pled guilty and is testifying against his family members and i was how pissed you would be like not that i'm trying to sympathize with killers because they're all guilty i guess but to allegedly i'm gonna air quotes allegedly but to be sitting in jail waiting for a trial five years waiting which is not normal all of a sudden no we should also (laughs) let everybody know they signed their right to a speedy trial away that is not how things normally work here when you have a trial right so i feel like i've been sitting here waiting patiently for five years thinking that's some way down the road i was gonna get away with it and then all of a sudden someone squeals and to me like that's ridiculous i mean if you if you thought that you were gonna be convicted of it like you why would you not just turn yourself in well and he did it on the exact 
fifth year anniversary, which I also thought was like, I don't want to use the word poetic because that's horribly the wrong word, but like, I don't know, coincidental or did he plan like, I'm going to wait till the fifth anniversary and then just come clean or I don't know. I'm going to need him to write a book or do a movie or something because I also wonder like, did he flip on the family and say he'll testify against him because maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe like, yeah. The mom was a crazy grandma that's like, well, if I can't have custody of this kid, no one will. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, now that it's been five years and he's had time to sit and think about it, and he's probably like, you know, is this where I want to be five years from now if I do get convicted? Or, well, not five years from now, but, like, for the rest of his life. And to, I, I just wonder, like, with the anniversary coming up, was the guilt eating him alive to where you know he's like I just can't live like this anymore I don't know I mean it's hard to put yourself in the mindset of something like that when you yourself wouldn't do it you know what I mean like well and like okay there were what three small children and this happened over the course of like four or five home like residential Mm -hmm. locations but one of the babies was only like four days old and I mean it's just crazy I don't know I hope our listeners read up on this case and then let us know what you think because it's pretty local to us so we've heard a lot about it but even I was just in shock when they announced that on the news last week yeah it was it was great well I screenshot it to you and I was like yeah this is this real life no and I had just seen it breaking in too and I was like oh my gosh like I don't know I you know there's already been a couple of I think the oxygen channel did like a special about it which is crazy that they would do a special or a movie or an anything when at that time there was no conclusion no. or trial. Um, yeah. Anything to make money. Anything that's a story that gets viewers and ratings and makes money regardless of what information they actually do or do not have. Yeah, that's true because I'll tell you, okay, another local case, uh, the missing women of Chillicothe. Mm-hmm. So there were two yeah. different TV series on that. We watched them both because I grew up there. So, like, it was just, I don't know, really sad. That's not, the town's just not the same as how it was, you know, which nothing is. What is the same as, you know, I'm 36. So, gosh, what is the same as 30 years ago when I lived there? But, and for damn sure not in the last year or so. Right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just complete chaos. Right. Um, I also wanted to, I feel like I'm jumping around a lot tonight, but I have so much that I just don't want to forget. Yeah. Um, so real quick, we're going to give a shout out to chat and spin radio.com. Yeah. Um, guys, Sarah is doing an interview this weekend. She'll be here. We'll be together, but mm-hmm. only one person can get on the zoom call and it is going to be the beautiful Sarah, but she's going to be live on chat and spin radio.com Saturday, uh, 10 40 AM Eastern time, which is what I believe two forty in the UK. I, I believe so from the email. That's what it sounded like to me so we're really excited about that if you get a chance you can log on to uh their website and listen to her live um she's going to talk a little bit about her podcast and you know some things we have coming up um i also think we have secured our first guest yes so next week we'll talk a little bit more about that and hopefully have a date pinned down um she is checking her insanely busy schedule she is Uh, very busy 
it's it's insane and we're going to talk to her about that too because we give you guys you know our version of our lives and our mom life and we've each got two kids uh she's got a lot more kids her kids are varied ages and you know most are adults but um you know she's she's working the several jobs and the side gigs and she's a crocheting machine as well so it's going to be really fun Mm -hmm. to talk with her and uh we're very excited about that yeah i am because it's good to hear too with me being a crocheter the different things that other people are into like I love crocheting wearables, the hats, the scarves, the shawls, that that kind of stuff. She seems to really like doing um, blank. Well, I've seen her do something. I don't know if she really likes doing blankets. I don't know who likes doing blankets, but <laughs> maybe she does. I don't know. Um, and then the little, um, I always mispronounce it, am, amber gummies. I don't, we're gonna make someone tell us how to pronounce. Yeah, that. someone's probably cringing right now, but I have never <laughs> actually like learned how to pronounce that. But she likes that kind of stuff, which is different. It's a different spin on things because, like we've talked about before, some people really like to to go towards a certain niche, if you will, of the of the market and like I said for me I really prefer the wearables and stuff the hats scarves gloves shawls boot cuffs whatever and other people like the blankets and some people like the little stuffed animal things and I mean it's really it just depends some people you know they crochet but they crochet like almost like a macrame stuff like I've seen before people crocheting Um, You just literally took the words out of my mouth because I think she also has dabbled in that a bit too. Oh, okay. So we'll ask her all about that because I love that stuff. They have a lot of it at the yoga studio. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think it's really neat too. I'm going to try to, I've of course started with the wearables because for me it's basic and I think it is easy. And I get really proud of myself that I, oh my God, I made something that someone can actually wear and make a use out of. Yeah. Um, but I've been looking at different, I'm trying to get ahead of Christmas ideas. So I know I told you I was looking at the trivets, um, or, you know, hot pads or mm-hmm. a couple different names for them, yeah. but I want to look at some, those I know cotton yarn is the route to go. So we need, we need like a yarn trip. Um, we need an I-75 yarn crawl. <laughs> oh my gosh i feel like we just are going to speak this into existence i-75 do you hear us talking we need a yarn crawl i get an extra week of vacation this year so well and you get yours in july as well is that correct because i do get the same weeks of vacation also in july this year so i don't know though do you think that our workplace is going to be supportive if we're trying to literally take vacation for something called a yarn crawl i don't know hello boss i know that we are on record breaking industry record setting Volume. times but we yeah. really need this time off right. because we need yarn yes i'd be like see look here i have my yarn passport right here i'm gonna get my stamps i'm gonna get my raffle entries. <laughs> i mean it sounds I'll like so much fun what do you got to do stop at each store and get like tell me more about this because i didn't look mm. it up the other day when it was being discussed amongst uh our group yeah so what i saw on their website is you get like a passport of sorts and you as you go along i-75 to these different yarn shops which by the way i didn't know there were so many but there's a lot um you go into these yarn shops 
a lot of the yarn shops have like raffles. Um, and then I think, I think at the end there's a big raffle. I don't know. Okay. Listeners, look it so, up because I'm not sure of the. If there is no I-75 yarn crawl, where is this? Michigan, where are we talking about 75? Northern Ohio? Uh, from Michigan to Tennessee. Oh, like. holy hell. We're going to need through Indiana to. It's for a week. It goes on for a week. I think it said like July 31st through August 7th this year, I think. It's going on this year. Oh my gosh, I get my vacation on July the 30th. Tell me that that is not That's the universe sign. speaking to me. It is. Lucky 13. <laughs> okay, I don't think we would need a week, though, to drive. Because quite frankly, I mean, from here to Nashville, you're looking at maybe, what, like seven hours? So I think yeah, we could probably do it in like a weekend for if we like. camper van. Okay, we're not going to need a camper van. Now I, th- now I think we're getting out of control. Because here's the thing. I think it's probably just going to be you and I on the trip, if we're being real. I mean, well. But we're going to need to sleep. Well, in, I mean, I, I was picturing a hotel, perhaps. I'm, I'm not super far-fetched here. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, that- I could get, like, a Snoopy tent. We could we could pitch a tent somewhere. <laughs> I didn't, oh, think, I didn't think about these things called hotels. <laughs> <laughs> what say you, hotel? I wanted um, to sleep in the car. But I mean, like, if we you can do that, <laughs> I'll drive. I'll be the driver. But if we started in Michigan or wherever it is to Indiana, all right, that's one day's worth. We could sleep yeah. there, head to Tennessee, stop along the way. That's another day's worth. I'm talking three days. I think, can we talk our husbands into a three-day trip of us going away and shopping for yarn? I, yeah, I don't think mine would care. I, honestly, I don't think that mine would care either, except for the, you're going to go spend how much money on yarn conversation. Well, with it being specialty yarn, tell them it's going to be roughly 25 to $30 a skein. So basically, I need a personal need, loan is what you're saying? We're going to need about 10 skeins per store. <laughs> we need a sponsor? Is that what I hear? That's what I hear. Who wants to sponsor the yarn crawl? Somebody, please reach out to us. Yeah. Sponsor well, the yarn crawl. Oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. We'll put it past HR tomorrow. <laughs> oh, see, see if they want to sponsor us. <laughs> oh, I goodness. was just going to say approve the vacation. But if they want to sponsor us, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know that I could they would be like, Are you serious right now? We love sponsoring things for the community, but tell me how you guys are going on a yarn crawl. But what if we wear a t shirt to represent? Or what if employer? we yarn crawl and then donate what we make with the yarn? Donate it to who? I, I don't know because to be honest, if I had that fancy yarn, I wouldn't want to donate it. I would want to make something for myself. That sounds super selfish and horrible of me, but I mean, if I'm planning an entire vacation around it, I just wouldn't want to give that yarn away. That's all I'm saying. Same. Now I feel like a bad person, but okay. So back to this yarn trip anyway. Let's quit feeling horrible about ourselves. (laughs) I mean, I feel like our listeners should know that we do donate stuff a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, Matter of fact, Sarah, (laughs) I'm just, well, I'm going to shout out, actually, I'm going to shout you out for Sarah last year made a beautiful blanket and then what did you do with the proceeds from that blanket bought gloves for all the kids at the elementary school see so good hearts it's okay to have good hearts and selfish hearts as long as you have the good part too so you made a blanket you sewed it you used that money and bought every kid at your 
child school district elementary school gloves. I mean, I tried. Well, I don't know how many kids there are, but we bought, um, it was over 300 pairs. I think I want to say it was, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look and see, but yeah, it was, it was definitely over 300 pairs of gloves. So I want to do it again this year. I want to do more this year. I want to do also, and we've talked about it in the past, but then I wasn't actually skilled at anything. We were just relying on solely you doing things alone and me helping. But I want to do where we go, like, I don't know, doing the scarves on and coats and stuff and hang them on the walls. Um, Do I need a permit for that? Like, I almost feel like if I go scarf bombing the city like am I gonna get fined no but what I think we're gonna need to do first is make some sort of a tag to hang off of it that says like hey we hung this here I don't know I'll think of something rhymey because you know that's one of my things but we'll think of something rhymey like we hung this here to bring you some cheer and keep you warm all through the year I don't know something like that so that they know like oh this is just not a random freak scarf hanging on the pole (laughs) right yeah Someone just thrift store the whole city with. I was thinking more along the lines like somebody's going to call Ghost Hunters or Ghost Nation and be like, it's been happening lately. Scarves are just showing up everywhere. (laughs) Like crop circles. Yes, yes. (laughs) People around the city are putting cameras out. Or they'll be like, it's probably infected with COVID. I'm going to have to sterilize it before anybody touches it. Oh my God. In the hazmat bags it goes. No, like like know. Monsters Inc. When yes. he has the sock on his back. Yes. Uh, exactly. I love like that, that. I do too. Um, the second one scared me though. Is that the second one that has Monsters a, University? The lizard? Okay, maybe it wasn't. Oops. No, it's the first one that has the scary lizard because he's okay. the one that tries to get the little girl's door. Yes. Boo. He tries uh, to get Boo's door. Yes. He makes me really sad. Adult, he has to go freaks home. me out. You know how I am about reptiles. So the oh. PTSD today. Um, Eric, <laughs> Eric and I went on a walk tonight, and um, towards the end of the walk, we were walking past this person's house, and there was a black clothes hanger in their yard. But I caught it out of the corner of my eye, and all I saw was like the, um, you know, little hoop thing that goes on the rod. Oh, like the hook, yeah. Yes, hook. Thank you. <laughs> that goes on the rod, and all I saw was like this, like thin dark something in the grass that was twirled and I felt like my soul came out of my body and I jumped uh, like <laughs> listeners Sarah is terrified of yeah. snakes and she may or may not have had a snake encounter in her backyard this week yeah and she swore off the backyard for the rest of the summer so yep. we'll keep you posted on how yep. that goes I have yep I haven't been back there yet um that is the second year in a row that that has happened and I'm about to put the house on the market because clearly there's an infestation somewhere under the patio. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You did say where there's one, there are more. And mm-hmm. as much as I hate to say it because I don't want to scare you, you are probably right in that sense. Because mm-hmm. I feel that way about spiders also. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I mean, land Australia, land of the no. I mean, I have you seen their snakes and their spiders? Yes. I would not live there for the reptile and insect uh, situation. I wouldn't (laughs) either because they would be like, ma'am, how did the fire in your house start? And I'd be like, well, I was trying to torch this spider here. (laughs) 
uh, it would it would just be bad. But I don't know. I see those things all the time. Like, this is Australia. Would you walk through this fog that's actually spider webs for a million dollars? No, I wouldn't. I would rather live in a box on the street. Thank you. Yes, I don't understand why specifically that continent. I don't know. I there's maybe other ones too. Like I've seen just some pretty outlandish animals like in Asia and then some in Africa and stuff too that I'm like nope 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 but I almost feel like too that there's probably some things that we have here that you know if you were looking at grizzly bears in Alaska or something they might be like no thank you (laughs) You do other countries have a Sasquatch or is that just an us thing Uh, I jumped right off the cliff uh, there (laughs) (laughs) yeah you did. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Canada. Oh, that's a good call. I feel like well, but I don't feel like Mexico has a squash because I feel like he would just be way too hot. They have down a chupacabra, there. which is like the weird Chihuahua-ish looking thing. Or like, yeah, it's like a werewolf-looking thing. Okay, short story here, real quick, and I'm. Gonna... Eric's home from work tonight and he'll hear me making fun of him so don't any of these listeners tell him that I'm telling <laughs> the story but this will be the one episode he's listened to so far he hasn't listened to our podcast yet but uh, this this will be the one I feel it he, <laughs> we were coming home one night from I don't well I don't remember where not important but there was a big raccoon that was walking alongside Red Minus and Business it was nighttime you know they're nocturnal he was like, did you see that? That looked like one of those chupacabras. And I was like, it was a raccoon. <laughs> and he was like, no, it wasn't. That was not a raccoon. I've seen raccoons before and that wasn't a raccoon. It was a big raccoon. Like, you know what I mean? But oh, okay. No. It, was a, it was a chupacabra. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, uh, my mom definitely believed in Sasquatch and well, my one mom of, does as well. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of our, well, our last vacation we had with her uh, before she passed, we were in the mountains in Smoky Mountains in Gatlinburg. And our cabin was like smack into the side of this mountain. And she would go out on the back porch and she would be like yelling and making squatch <laughs> calls. And then at one point we had pizza and she took this leftover piece of pizza and like slung it up in the tree because she thought that that was going to attract the Sasquatch. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it was fantastic. So I, I feel confident. There's I don't know, a when- lot of people that spend thousands of dollars on equipment and stuff looking for Sasquatch. So uh, for someone to be spending that kind of money and that kind of energy on that stuff, like they must truly believe that, that it's out there, you know? Yes, I, know I, I say agree. That it's not. I mean, I I don't I don't feel one way or the other about it because I've never seen one to know, and so I'm not going to completely. I'll tell you, I feel 100 that there's definitely not even necessarily just a Sasquatch, but like okay, we go to Gatlinburg often, and mm-hmm. when you're driving down and you're just looking at just the forest upon trees and trees and trees and trees and trees and. Trees and there's no way that anybody has ever gone all the way into those woods. Like, right. I guarantee that there is unchartered territory there. And that's what makes me think, yeah. like, man, if I was a Sasquatch, that's where I'd go all the way down in the middle of that mountain where nobody's going to bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Same so, with the ocean. I mean, God yes. only knows what's in the ocean. Right. Especially, like, as you get really deep and, you know, deep down, yeah. like, ugh, no. No thanks. Right. I don't know. I 
I don't know. The ocean's tricky for me because I love the ocean and I love the beach, but I really hate the eastern seaboard because the water is just not as see-through and nice as, say, I don't know, Waikiki Beach is. Yeah. I like to be able to see what is grabbing my ankle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want Ursula down there taking hold and I can't see anything. I've been watching a lot of RV travel shows and stuff um, and Key West and they have some really clear water from what I've seen. Yes. um, Destin also, I always hear wonderful things about and about like like the Gulf side of Florida having really nice clear beaches. Um, that's something I need to check into more. Cause like I said, I don't, I just love the beach and it's great, but uh, just the thought of not knowing that next step you take, what's it, what are you stepping on? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, eesh, that part of it gets me, but I wear water shoes. I don't know. We'll have to follow up and see if there's any, uh, like yarn mythical creatures or can we get the yarn crawl extended down to Florida. Who do I write to about that? I don't know, but if they need I mean, if we're going as far as Tennessee, we might as well go to Florida. We're already halfway there. We might as well. And, I mean, <laughs> you know. Do they need, like, a face for this yarn crawl? Because we'll be the face. Like, I, I don't right. know. I feel like we need to we need to get our PR team, aka us, all over this. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll keep you guys posted next week and let you know if we're going to make the yarn crawl happen. Uh, if we have indeed encountered a Sasquatch yet here in the Southern Hills of Ohio. And I don't know if anything new happens we'll, with the Pike County case. We'll keep you updated on that too. I hope, I don't know. I hope you guys look it up. I know it's something different. It doesn't really relate to us personally, but it's just made such crazy news that we thought we would talk about it this week and see if anybody else has been following. Yeah. After you listen to this podcast, go find another podcast about the Pike County murders there they are on there i've listened to them yes uh, and it's good that call you crochet in it too there so you I go listen. i love it uh very good suggestion and next week we will be back we'll be talking about who our guest is going to be mm-hmm. and when they're going to air so share this episode with your friends and family and get ready for sarah's interview saturday do not forget um chat and spin radio.com 10 40 mm-hmm. in the morning eastern time uh, or if you are in the UK, uh, definitely give us a listen. Local time yeah. for you, I think, 240. Um, but we really look forward to that. And we also look forward to your feedback. Find us on social media. We're on Instagram, at Needles6DL. We're on Facebook, at Needles6DL. Or you can email us. And Gmail is our friend, so they let us spell everything all the way out. So it's NeedlesHooksAndDirtyLooks at gmail.com. Uh, and otherwise, I don't know, send us some pictures of what you're working on and we'll get back to you guys next week. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye.